Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. What is the Bible? Who wrote the Bible? The church will continue to be even more irrelevant when it quotes letters from 2,000 years ago. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, is where our trouble began. This sounds to me like the voice of someone who really has an appalling ignorance of what the Bible says about itself and what Jesus said about it. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday. We are at Georgia Tech. Hey, man, chat with you just for a moment. I don't want to interrupt your schoolwork here. Yeah. You got just a minute? Cool. I got to ask you, what are you, what are you studying here, dude? I'm studying physics. Now, as you look at things like electrons, the tiny things, the things, like we're looking at that big building here and you know somebody walking by here in the flagpole, those are big things. Do you think that the smaller you get down, you see more in intricacy and more of a reason to ask the question, did somebody make all this stuff or did it just happen by chance? Absolutely. Who do you think the creator is? The creator um, is is the master of the universe. Do you believe in God? Absolutely. Yeah. What do you? What's your God's name? My God's name is King of Kings. Okay, so I'm getting the vibe that you're a Christian. Is that right? Yes, sir. You don't know me or what I am, all right? And you just said that you're a Christian. Tell me in a sentence. Why should I consider being a Christian too? Because without Christ, you have no end goal. You have no purpose. You have no hope for a life that simply ends on this earth. If I'm not a Christian, what's going to happen to me when I die? Why do I even care? If you're living your life thinking that this is all you've got, and you're just going to live it to the fullest have a great time you're missing it all let's say i'm having a great time i am having a great time it's yeah. good it's sweet yeah. so what am i missing you're missing an eternity being with the one being who loves you more than 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 anybody you've met but i don't i don't know who you're talking about so i frankly don't care okay. yeah well then you're living for today, if you're living for this life, then what you can look forward to is um, an eternity uh, of torture, an eternity of... Well, this just suddenly got very severe. Why would I be tortured for all of eternity? Because you, sir, have sinned against... Um, the master of the universe that we've been talking about. Okay, first of all, it's, it's Mr. Sir to you. Second of all, what do you mean I've sinned and what does he care? What's the big deal? This being that we've been talking about, whoever he is, um, he's created Adam, Adam and Eve. Um, maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't. Um, but he created them as perfect beings. Okay, so you're one of those fundamentalist, literalist kind of guys, is that correct? Yes, sir. You are? Mm -hmm. So you're putting your hope in a 2,000-year-old book, is that right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you think others should, because if they don't, they're going to hell? Absolutely. Uh -huh. Now, you know that that is a very intolerant message, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're willing to tell that to me, a complete stranger, is that correct? Yes, sir. Why? Because being a Christian isn't about being tolerant, as I, I believe. Um, being a Christian is about persuading others about the God that loves and cares for a people that has sinned, has wronged, has um, not lived up to his measure. Let me ask production. you a question. Do you ever listen to Christian radio and Christian preachers? Uh, Christian radio, not so much. I just because I don't listen to the radio much, but uh -huh. Christian preachers, yeah. Yeah, like whom? Um, Any big famous ones that I might know? I don't know any off the top of my head. Uh -huh. Just curious. Where do you go to church? Uh, Faith Bible Church in Shaftesbury, Georgia. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? What kind of church is that? Um, it 
it's a non-denominational church, um, meaning just there's, we're not a part of any of the big, like, uh, Baptists or Presbyterian or some of those Christian denominations you might have heard of, but, mm-hmm. um... Are you one of those churches that uh, puts on plays and dramas, or do you just do more Bible teaching? Mostly straight from the Scripture, um, Bible teaching. All right. Young man, thank you for your time. What's your name? Nathan. Nathan, it's nice to meet you. Do you know what your name means? Uh, It means a gift from God. That's right. All right, dude. Thanks for the chat. Yeah. All righty. Thank you. Hey, gentlemen, while you're walking, could I ask you some questions on the radio? Sure. All right. I was just reading a, a little statistic here about pornography in my uh, a little news report here. Statistic that 42.7% of people who use computers watch internet porn. And there, some people would argue there's nothing wrong with that. Do you think there's anything wrong with that, young man? I like porn. It's fine. Well, you like porn, it's fine. Yeah, eh? Oh, wait a second, right. I'm sorry. Wait a second. Your pal is chirping in. I'm sorry, Joel's friend, what? No, I was well, going to say, that sounds like a really low percentage right there for four. You think, four, you think it's higher? Oh, it sounds, it sounds a lot higher. Yeah, alrighty. So, dude, no problems with, you've got a girlfriend? I do have a girlfriend. And does I've she been, know you watch it? She, she knows I watch porn. I don't watch porn a lot. I don't watch porn excessively, but I watch porn. So if you watched it a lot, somehow it would become a problem? Well, then you might say that I would be wasting all of my time watching porn, but I do plenty of other things. I'm a graduate student in the physics department. I do. I have a life outside of my computer. So the only thing that would make it wrong is if you just spent too much time doing, whether it was golf well, or okay, pornography. I suppose there, there are some limits, right? You don't want child pornography. and you Why don't not? Want, um, because children can't make decisions for themselves. Sure they can. Okay, up to a certain age, right? But then you have an issue of exploitation, all right? And so, again, you can make it, you can you can levy oh. arguments against different types of porn. What, what's, your, what's your first name, dude? My name is Dan. Dan. So, wait a second, though. If there's nothing wrong with it, it should be okay for children. Hmm. Nice. Right? No. Look, the, the issue here is that if you're a consenting adult, all right, you should be allowed to do these things, right? You should be allowed to engage in sex. You should be allowed to... View expression of sex, all right? I mean, at what point does your censorship stop? All right, if you, want to, if you want to start censoring porn, all right, at what point does it stop? All right, do we then start in the Vatican? Wow, uh, there's a question I've, I've, I've never heard posed. I'm going to, can I get back to you on that particular one? Because I'm sure. not even sure exactly what that means. Okay, all right. okay, what so, it means. You no, no, I actually, I, no, I'll, I'll think about it perhaps, okay? Okay, okay. All right, so, dude, so your, your, your argument is that viewing two other individuals doing something mostly considered private is okay because why? As long as they've consented to it, and as long as they are of an age where they can accurately make that decision, all right? A 12-year-old can, it doesn't have the, well, we don't, we don't view a 12-year-old as typically having the mental capacity to make that decision for themselves, mm-hmm. all right? Not to mention, they can be pressured into it. You can make the same argument for prostitutes, all right? I understand these arguments can be made. Mm-hmm. Exploitation goes anywhere from, you know, minors all the way up. People, adults can be exploited, all right? But if you could somehow say that these people aren't being exploited, then I'm okay with it. Okay. And I realize that there is a ton of porn on the internet. There's a ton of it. And a lot of it is probably people being exploited. Okay, so wouldn't wouldn't that be kind of refute the very argument that you were just making? Like, I mean, it, that people it, it, are getting hurt by it? Right here. But it's not, people aren't universally getting hurt by it. Ah, how many people need to get hurt by it before it becomes a problem? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And but children I are mean, getting hurt by it, right? I'm sure, I'm sure there are children being hurt and by it. And women are getting hurt by it, right? Sure, and... Divorce rate because of pornography goes up, no, right? We cannot, you cannot directly link to pornography viewing to divorce rate. Okay, we could directly, we could make that same... Well, actually, we you could, can because there... The causality there, does not imply causation, or... Correlation does not but when, when people are filing for their divorce papers and they say one of the reasons was pornography, that is incorrel- that that's no, that's direct, correct? No, no, not necessarily, right? Oh. Because people are if if people are filing for, filing for divorce, there's obviously something wrong with their relationship. Not just because someone has been sucked into the computer. Someone 
is sucked into the computer because they don't like the life they're living in. They want oh. to imagine ah, a situation I see. outside so, of their current status. Okay, so they have no personal responsibility for watching pornography. It's the spouse's fault. Nope, not saying that. Oh. I'm saying that there is some disconnect in their relationship, and they have deep-seated issues. That's why they're getting a divorce. I see. All right, if they were... So if they're, if they were is anybody responsible their for their spouse, behavior? Oh, no, they're responsible for so their behavior. So if I punched you in the nose right now and said, but look, every time I, I've talked to somebody, they punch me in the nose so I can punch him in the nose. Uh, you're making like causal, you're like making argumentative leaps here. Oh. I don't see how that argument exactly pertains to what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, if you punch me in the nose, I would be angry at you. Um, I'm going to go in but here. I, but I would All say right? that so it's, it's not my fault because of the way I was raised as a child and I'm unhappy. But you would still know, all right, that our society doesn't view that as acceptable, right? You, living in America or living in any first world country, know that you can't just punch people in the face, all right? What if, what if I'm in a society that says it is okay? Would you argue? If I was part of that society, then maybe I wouldn't be able to, hmm. all right? But you enjoy the social contract we have to not punch me in the face. All right. And no, I actually enjoy punching people in the face. Oh, I'm all right. that way. Well, then I all will right. talk to you later. Have okay. Bye bye. Take care. Wow. He could talk, couldn't he? All righty. We are at Georgia Tech. It's Witness Wednesday. This is Wretched Radio. Might I, first of all, thank you for the hundreds of wretches who supported Masters Academy International last year. And if you are now perhaps intrigued by what they do at Masters Academy International, would encourage you to check them out. Yes, we're doing a Bible distribution program with them, but they're training pastors around the globe. Seminary trained students at the Masters Seminary return to their native land and they get plugged into a Master's Academy International mini seminary outlet where they teach indigenous pastors how to rightly divide the word of truth. It's brilliant. And these indigenous pastors trained at the Master's Seminary train indigenous pastors. Brilliant. It is a wonderful ministry and you could be supporting a pastor, you could be supporting a seminary overseas and you'll be strengthening the local church. You can do that at wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Well, in a world that is undeniably cluttered with quick fixes and superficial solutions, now comes a journey into the heart of real change. I'm talking about Transformed Season 3. It's finally here, and we're inviting you into the lives of individuals that are facing the giants of fear and guilt and grief. But hey, there's a twist. These aren't your typical battles. These battles have been fought with the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. You'll witness loneliness and overeating and relational tension met with grace, truth, and love that can only come from the one who knows us the best. This season it's not just about watching others. It's about seeing yourself and your struggles and the path to true transformation through biblical counseling. We'll together dive deep into the heart of what it means to be transformed. Transformed Season 3 can be found right now at wretched.org slash transformed3. Record number of children are attending the Tomorrow Clubs in Africa. You should see the videos. Hundreds of kids run to meet at a Tomorrow Club in Africa. Why? Because Tomorrow Clubs, their weekly kids meeting clubs where the kids, yep, they get some treats, but they get the gospel. They get the Bible. They get Bible memorization. Remember, we used to force our kids to do that, but now that we're oppressors, we don't want to be toxic and make our kids memorize Bible verses when it's about a gazillion times easier than when you get old. And... They worship the Lord, they pray together, and they get loved on. Tomorrow clubs, I'm telling you, record-breaking. The images are so encouraging, so cool, and I would encourage you to consider being a Tomorrow Club partner. One dollar per child per month. Encourage you to please consider supporting the great ministry, tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched, tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Books of the Bible. Zephaniah begins with a shocking prophecy that God will sweep away everything from the face of the earth. But in the midst of judgment, God offers hope of salvation. Zephaniah gives us a picture of God's terrible wrath and reminds us of the wrath Jesus took upon himself for our sake. 
flee to the Savior and be saved. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Man, could I talk to you while you're walking this way? Sure. All right. Because I want to ask you a question. You ready for it? Ready for anything? Ready for anything. Tell me, what is the gospel? Do you know? It's a good word, right? I don't know. I'm asking you. Well, it seems to be a series of books written by followers of a religion. Which one? Um, I believe it's Christianity. Okay. And so there many, what... It... There are many religious groups worship these books right. and find them sacred. So. Uh-huh. so what is the gospel? What it, What is it? What's the message? That's a good question. All right. Okay, before we go any further, what's your first name? Daniel. Daniel, you're a nice guy. Todd, nice to meet you. How do you nice do? You. Okay. I just asked you kind of a bizarre question, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty hard one to answer. Straight okay, up, okay. you know. But I, want, I want to talk about me for a second, all right? <laughs> all right? I just came up and I asked you, what is the gospel? Did you think anything about, I mean, were you like, weird guy, normal guy, whatever, just didn't have any thoughts? Well, I kind of, I kind of had this impression when I saw you talking to yourself in the microphone. Yeah. Well, it looked, it appeared that way. Yeah. That it was going to be a religious question. Really? So How'd you know that? I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> I just had a hunch. All right. Okay, so a complete stranger asked you a religious question. Did you want to punch me in the nose? No. Nah. All right. Find me intolerant? No. Nah. Huh. I mean... So no worries. Complete stranger. Own. Yeah, to each his own. So as long as I don't try to beat you up and make you a Christian or something, you're good to go. Sure. All right. Of course. Okay. The gospel. You have no idea. And you're... Where are you from? Where am I from? Like, regionally? Yeah. Uh, North Carolina. You're in the Bible Belt. Yeah. How can you not know what the gospel is? I mean, I know what it is, but... Well, what is it? <laughs> I mean, it's the New Testament. The book's written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There you go. Oh, you weren't telling me everything you know. All right. But what is the <laughs> message of the gospel? I mean, if I had to... Uh... See, I don't, I'm, I'm not super familiar with the Bible. Did you go to church as a kid? Yes, I did. What kind of church? A Catholic church. All right, what did they tell you the good news is? Did they ever tell you the good news? I mean, sure. What is it? That Jesus died and rose from the dead and is risen. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Mm -hmm. I mean, because it happened, I guess. Yeah. No, but what was the purpose? What was the point? Or was he just the victim of bad guys? save us from mortal sin, I think. Ah, save us from our sins. Do you believe you're a sinner? Of course. Really? Yeah. So you are a Catholic? Uh, I'm a hybrid of things. What's the uh, what are the other things? <laughs> Many things. I mean, um, okay, I'm, here's, I'm on a, I'm on a spiritual journey that will consist of researching a lot of religions. Very fair. I think that's very wise, actually. Do you have to research every religion that there is before you can settle on what's true? Um, I don't know about every religion, but the ones that I'm interested in, at least. And I mean, I've. I've heard some things in different religions that I agree with. Maybe more so the way that it's stated than what it's actually saying. And because it could be saying more or less the same message as Christianity. Yeah. What what group is saying more or less the same thing as Christianity? I mean, a lot of groups. Ooh! <laughs> I mean, for an easy example, Rastafarians are pretty much a sect of Christianity. Well pretty much except not really they say there but it's it's pretty different it's it's different sure right. okay let me i'll challenge you with this thought all right I'm, we're gonna here we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a little chalk art in this square right here all right in this square is uh we'll put buddhism and right. hinduism right. and mormonism and jehovah's witnesses right. spirituality any any everything but christianity okay. all right and here's what they have in common all of these say be a good person do good, and maybe, not for sure, but maybe when you die, you go to a better place, you get reincarnated into somebody rich, uh, you, you you end up in a better place in paradise with 70 virgins. Maybe it'll be better if you do good. Is that a reasonable representation that I've just made? Yeah, reasonable. All right. All right. Now, over here, in this square right here, we've got Christianity, biblical Christianity, mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. who said, you're not good. You cannot earn your way to heaven. In fact, because you're so bad, I will condemn you to hell. 
because I'm just and I'm perfect and I'm holy. You cannot earn your way to heaven. Am I doing okay so far? Uh, I don't know about that. Man, you don't know about which part? The part about you could never make it to heaven. How come? Because, I mean, there's a lot of things in Christianity that says if you do... Basically, the well, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't finish yet. Yeah, I, well, I didn't finish the story. Okay. <laughs> Do you think you're a good person? Sure. Okay. Can I test that that premise? I mean, sure. How old are you? I'm 21. How many lies have you told in your life? Countless. All right. So if I told countless lies, what would you call me? What name would you tag me with? I don't know. A normal person. A liar. I knew you were trying to get me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so yeah. you'd be a liar. Okay. All right, how many things have you stolen in your life? I mean, probably like 10 or 12. 10? <laughs> 10 or 12. So you've stolen 10 or 12 things. What does that make you? It could make me a thief. It sure does. Okay, a little trickier, a little dicier. All right? Not just external things. Jesus says he's going to judge your heart and your desires and your thought life. All right? How many times have you looked at a woman with sexual desire? A lot of times. More than 10 or 12. Sure. Because okay. <laughs> he said if you look with lust, you committed adultery in your heart, right? Yes. So here's our summary. By your own admission, you're a lying, thieving, adulterer at heart. You're not a good person. And that's what the Bible says. You're not good. Nobody does good. No, not one. Not even you, with all due respect. Okay? So, so far I'm right. Jesus is over here and he uh-huh. says you can't do good. I can't take bad people to heaven. They deserve hell. Are we at least up to speed so far? Sure, sure. Okay. Now, what did Jesus do so that sinners don't have to go to hell? He died on the cross. There you go. So that he can be just and a justifier and a good God and a kind God. There's a little bit of tension. You see, God is just. He's got to punish lawbreakers, but he's loving and he's rich in mercy. So to satisfy justice, he sent his son to take the punishment we deserve. Now... We have to respond to that message. It doesn't just apply to everybody. You've got to respond to it. You used the R word a couple of minutes ago. What's the? What do you must? What must you do to be saved? Repent. What does that mean? I mean, ask for forgiveness. Ask for God to accept you, even though you're a dirty sinner, basically. Yeah, that's right. And then turn from your sins and put your trust in Jesus. If you'll repent and trust the Savior, He says, "I'll forgive you and I'll grant you everlasting life." All right. Now here's our little. Here's a little chalk art. Here's a little sidewalk art. All these say, try to do good, and maybe you'll get someplace good. This one says, you've done bad, but I'm good, and I'll save you, and I'll take you to heaven because of what I've done, despite what you've done. Fair enough? Now, here's the question, dude. Is that square right, or are those squares right, or none of the squares are right? Well, I mean... <laughs> That's the question. Or are all of them right? Can't be. Why is that? They contradict each other. That's all of true. these say you're good and maybe I'll take you someplace better. This one says you're bad, you're going to hell, but I'll save you if you repent and trust me. So they're they're just in direct opposition. So you can put all the other world systems together, but not Jesus. So either Jesus is right or he's not right. I mean, I guess. Right? Well, I mean, really, that's kind of the way it sets itself up. So either Jesus is who he claimed to be, and you're going to hell or you're going to heaven if you've repented and trusted him. But these these guys aren't right. So here's a question. is Are all the people in that box, do they believe that all the people that are in no box or in that box are going to go to hell? That's a good question, and it's a fair question. I would respond by asking you a question. Have those people in that box sinned? Sure. Okay. If Jesus is who he claims to be and they've sinned and those other gods, those other systems don't help, they're going to face that God and they've earned for themselves hell. what if they face their own God? Those gods don't exist if Jesus is true. But what if all gods exist? Well, and they are one but then, God. but if all those gods exist, then Jesus doesn't. Because Jesus is unique. All of these are kind of similar. They all say you can try to be good and we'll do something for you. Jesus says something so radically different. Either Jesus is right or he's not. It's not an option to kind of lump him in with. It doesn't matter. You can believe whatever you want to. All roads lead to God. Because Jesus said, nope, they don't. They're idols. They're false. They don't exist. They're idols in people's brains or on people's mantles. And I'm the only way to get to the Father. Perhaps that's what he's saying. Yeah. Perhaps it wasn't. Well, 
it was he what he said that, but that may not have been what he meant. Well, I don't know how else you interpret it, but here's what you should figure out, though. I mean, figure out idol, if it's true. There are idol gods in, like, the media structure and many things that exist today within our society. And Dude, what are you studying here? What are you studying here? I'm studying computational media. Okay, what is it? Computational media. I don't know what that means. Quick, what is it's, it? It's uh, like computer science and liberal arts. Okay, so dude, when it, when, it, when it comes to taking a test on what you've learned, you can't give an answer like that. Well, it's, you know, I, I read this in the book, but he maybe meant that. No, the, the author read some, wrote something. He meant it to be in, interpreted and understand a certain way, and you can't just say, well, I kind of believe it that, this way. That depends who wrote it. Okay, perhaps so. <laughs> but this is an art. This is either true or it's not. And that's my challenge for you. Okay, so either say, I don't believe in Jesus, forget about it, I'm not interested, but don't say it doesn't matter, because it does if it's true. That's all I'm well, challenging I mean, you with. I feel like before you have to take that challenge, you really have to ask, what is truth? I agree completely. So figure out what is truth. Fair enough? And that's the quest. I know it. <laughs> all right, I just presented you what I think is true. Determine if what I'm saying is true or not. All right, young man? All right, you're a gentleman. Shake my hand. Right. Goodbye. Have a good day. Okay. Thanks for not hurting me. We'll continue on Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. Titles of Christ In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who he is and what he has done. Jesus is called the Bread of Life. Just as God gave life to his people in the desert by providing manna, so Jesus gives life to his people through his body broken on the cross, which we remember in the breaking of the bread in communion. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday here at Georgia Tech. Now I'm going to be chatting with a young man who's eating a sandwich, and they are wheat thins, am I correct? They are wheat thins. What's your first name, by the way? Daniel. Nice to meet you, Daniel. That's a Bible name, you know that? I do. Are you a Daniel? Actually, I think I am. You believe in God? I do believe in God, but I don't know if I've gotten to the point where if I have faith in the Lord, I will be safe, but I feel like confidence is a big issue. You're lacking it? I used to be. I'm getting a lot better, but I feel like if I'm confident in something that I can accomplish anything almost. Mm -hmm. So who is this God of yours? I don't know. He's, I guess... Lord Jesus Christ. So you're a Christian? I am a Christian, but I'm kind of exploring different things. Like, I do believe there is a God. Uh, I think the Christian belief of a God is the closest to my view. But So you're know. looking for one to match your presupposition. Is that correct, Daniel? I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that idolatry? Maybe. I don't know. Will you make a God in your own image right, to suit right, yourself? Right, right. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Wouldn't that be commandment number two, Daniel? <laughs> Maybe, yes. That, that's correct. That is commandment number two. Have you ever heard the term in Christianity called being born again? I have. Uh-huh. Jesus said that unless a man is born again, mm-hmm. he will not enter the kingdom of God. Do you know what it means to be born again? I don't. In general, it doesn't mean that you go into your mother's womb to be reborn. Right. That's ridiculous. It wasn't physical. It's a spiritual rebirth. Right. It's the day that you, Daniel, die to yourself. You stop living for you. You stop living for your desires. You apologize to God by saying you're sorry without any defense. You turn from your sins, dead to yourself, killed by the law, and he makes you alive. And he suddenly makes you a child because the Bible says if you are unregenerated, you're not born again. You're actually a child of the devil. Everybody likes to say everybody's a child of God in a general sense. God right. made everything. Right. But only those who repent and trust Jesus die to themselves, in other words, are adopted into his family and have a unique relationship with him. Mm-hmm. All right. That is a big deal. Yeah. I, you are I've one day on a highway to hell, and the next the next minute you're on the highway to heaven because your sins are forgiven. The things you used to love, you hate. The sins you used to adore, now you despise them. And the things you used to hate, like Bible reading and church and those Christians that are born again, suddenly you're very interested in those things. It is radical. Yeah. Now... You remember the day you almost died in a car accident. Yes. But you don't remember the day that you were born again. That's correct. I, I don't know if I classify me, myself as that born-again Christian. Mm. I believe that there is a God. Maybe I should clarify myself. Like, I, I believe that there's a God, but maybe not in the sense of, you know, he's some dude up in the clouds wearing sandals with long white hair that, you know, TV portrays him as. 
I just believe that there is some kind of intelligence. I mean, there's God in these leaves. There's God in the air right now. Like, yeah, that's pan. That's that's panentheism. Panentheism. Okay, then label myself as a panentheist okay. right now. The key word, though, I think in Christianity, especially in this whole born again concept, is the word repentance. Mm-hmm. That's the biggie, mm-hmm. and that's the one that most people stumble over. And I was talking to these two guys. It looks like you were maybe friends with these two guys. I, I knew the guy on the right, the quiet one. We were talking about the number of phonies that there are in church, the number of hypocrites. Yeah. People say they're a Christian, but they live like a devil. Right. They're, I think they're false converts. Right, right, Because right. they never understood the whole repentance thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it means to repent? I believe it's basically just to confess to God that you have done something wrong and you're aware of that. Okay, and let's try that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repent, all right? First okay. of all, I'm going to sin against you. Okay. Bing! Right in the nose. Okay. In fact, a couple of them. Ding, ding! Okay. Three shots to the nose. And uh, I just want you to know I realize that what I've done is wrong. You okay with that? Uh... Bing! Doing it again. <laughs> oh, what I did but was you wrong. realize it's wrong. Bing! What I did was wrong. Right. So what am I answering? Your definition was just acknowledging oh, that it was oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I just practiced repentance on you, and I'm guessing it's not very satisfying. Right. It's not very satisfying because I feel like repentance is more of like you're not thinking about right or wrong in the act, and then afterwards you realize that was terrible. Well, there could be remorse, though, because of the consequences. You're stronger than me. You could hit me in the nose harder. I don't like that idea. I'm <laughs> repentant. Right. Here's the deal. All right, we're in Atlanta. Right. right. Let's say you and I, we've now become fast friends. And to get out of this humidity, we're going to drive to the north. Okay. There's less humidity up there. Yeah, that's true. I've been there before. Yeah. I used to I was just north. there a few weeks ago. It's lovely. Yeah. So let's go. I'll drive. We okay. get into my wife's van. Mm-hmm. It's gotten to that point in our lives. It'll happen to you someday, too. The next thing you know, you're driving a minivan, and you're going to say things like, the tires are pretty cool, though. Yeah. Trust me, it's going to happen. <laughs> so we start driving, and a few hours go by, and all of a sudden, you see a sign that says, uh, Florida. 82 miles. Oh. Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah. I'm going the wrong direction. Right. You want me to repent. Let's reason together what you want me to do. I have, if you will, sinned against you. I've done you wrong. I promised you I would take you this way. I took you the wrong direction. I've sinned against Daniel. Now, I'm guessing you want me to, first of all, agree with me. You show me the sign. You know what, Daniel? You're right. We're going in the wrong direction. I'm wrong. You're right. That's what you said. That's step one. Okay. Agreeing. Okay. Right. Second thing, though, is you don't want me to keep driving to Florida. You want me to stop, right? Right. Do you want me to just stop and sit there? I'd say let's turn around. Bingo. That would be number three. Okay. Okay, so I've turned around. Do you want me to stay there? Uh, no, we should probably go in the correct direction. Though. That is correct. And also, you don't want me to stop until we get there. Right. But something else hasn't been satisfied. I haven't said I'm sorry. Daniel, I did, I, I did you wrong. I'm sorry. Okay. With no, de- I have no excuse, no defense. Those are the. That's what repentance is. Those six things. Okay. That's genuine repentance. Okay. Now the question is, how does somebody get that? Because if you get that, you get God. Right. All right. Here's the deal. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna probe into your your life right now. Mm-hmm. No pictures. Nothing up on the internet. Okay. All right. Would you consider yourself to be a good person, Daniel? Yes, I would. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna quiz you on that. All right. Okay. How many lies have you told in your lifetime? I've uh, told. Probably plenty of lies. Okay. If I told plenty of lies, you'd call me a... A liar. Okay. Agreed? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, no, no, no. I take that back. I wouldn't call you a liar because I'm someone... okay with it because yeah. I am. No, no, no. I understand. Like, someone who tells lies is it's not necessarily... liar. Is, I guess, a liar. But That's what, right. But if you were to tell someone that they were a liar, that means that they tell lies all the time, just right and left. Only takes one. Yeah. How many times does somebody need to murder somebody to be called a murderer? Uh, one. One time. One yeah. lie, you're a liar. Okay. All right. Stolen anything? Uh, no, I've never stolen anything. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily from a store, Target, parents. Oh, we're child. talking music. I've well, stolen it, plenty of music. See, it doesn't matter what the object is. <laughs> no, you're right. It's, it's a heart issue. That's correct. All right? Because God looks into the heart right. and examines what's going on in your brain. Right. Okay. So have you ever taken God's name in vain, used God's name in a bad That way? is one thing I've not done. Ever? Ever. I've just OMG? never done that. Nope. Well, sometimes I say, oh my gosh, but I never, I don't consider gosh as God. Okay. We'll debate whether that's a minced oath or not. Let's try this one. Okay. I don't think you're going to wriggle from this one. Okay. All right. Jesus said, you've heard it said of old, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say, if you look with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. Right. Looking with lust. Mm -hmm. Done that? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I'm going to do a summary. You're a liar. Mm -hmm. You're a thief. You're an adulterer at heart. Mm -hmm. You stand before God on judgment day. Will he see you as being a good person? I think so. You're a liar, you're a thief, and you're an adulterer at heart. Yeah. 
so you're a good criminal? Because I don't think God focuses on all of the bad things. That oh, he done. sure does. Okay. He's a just judge. Okay. That's what justice does. That's right. why there's a court system. Right. The criminal doesn't get to say yes, and I agree with you, there are some crimes that are worse than others and some sins that are worse, but in the sight of the judge, our little sins are trifles. They just, we don't think they're a big deal. Right. It's the one against whom we've sinned that makes it a big deal. Right. His standard is way higher because he's infinite and he's high and he's holy. Even a little infraction, that's why he says something like, all liars will have their part in a lake of fire. One lie, off you go, because you've sinned against a holy God. Mm -hmm. So, Daniel, you'd be like the rest of us and be exactly the way the Bible says, guilty before a holy God. Should he send you to heaven or to hell? I still believe he should send me to heaven. He says he's going to send you to hell. Okay. Well, then that's going to have to be the way it is then. Well, that's what he says will happen unless you repent and put your trust in Jesus. Okay. Because she, and here's the motive, because Jesus is God himself who came to this earth to be brutally beaten, to keep all of the laws that you and I couldn't keep, Mm -hmm. to die on a cross. He rose from the dead so that your law-breaking could be credited to him and his goodness could be credited back to you Mm -hmm. so that you can be seen by God as actually being righteous because of what Jesus did. It's the good news of the gospel. And because of that, you should want to repent. Not be scared to repent, but want to agree with God. I am a criminal. I am guilty. I am sorry. Turn from your sins. Start going in the other direction. Don't stop till you get there. And say you're sorry. And if you will do that, if you will repent because of the goodness demonstrated by Jesus on the cross and put your trust in him, God will forgive you and grant you everlasting life. That's the motivation for the gospel, Mm -hmm. that God is good and he came to rescue and die for you and me, sinners. It's the good news of the gospel. And it's a message that should make you go, I had no idea God was that good. And I'm sorry because he's good. And even if he doesn't give me heaven, I'm still sorry because he's been that kind. That's the gospel. And it's a radical thing because you realize you change your attitude about yourself. It's not just changing your thinking about God. It's changing it about yourself. Right. That you're a sinner. Right. And you humble yourself. You die to yourself. And you put your trust in the Savior. And he'll make you born again. That's the gospel. So if you're not, you better get that way or somehow determine that it's absolutely wrong. Okay? Because okay? that's the gospel. Fair enough, dude? Fair enough. All right. So if you died right now, if what I'm saying is true, where are you going? Apparently, I'm going to hell. What do you need to do to be forgiven? To repent. And I actually do. All right. Dude, goodbye. goodbye. Sorry I'm all sweaty. No, I appreciated right. the chat, and I'm sorry that I kept you from your wheat thins. Oh, no. It's all good. All right, man. Thanks very much. Hey, no problem. We'll see you. Wretched Radio, right? It is indeed. Okay. Wretched Radio, and that's what this is. Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. Are you ready to go on an adventure that tackles life's biggest questions head on? Well, we invite you to join John Fabares and Jake Ream on a riveting journey in Road Trip to Truth Season 4. This season, they're hitting the road to explore deep questions about sin, atheism, racism, and the very nature of truth itself. Through candid conversations with university students and wisdom from experts, this season delivers some unwavering answers from a biblical perspective. Whether it's understanding the realities of of heaven and hell, navigating the complexities of marriage, or uncovering the truths about money and forgiveness, Road Trip to Truth Season 4 will be your guide. It's perfect for youth groups, families, or anyone who seeks to defend their faith with confidence. Road Trip to Truth has been more than a series. It's a tool for sparking meaningful discussions and inspiring a commitment to the gospel. So if you're ready to head out on a road trip, buckle up for the truth. Road Trip to Truth Season 4, available now at wretched.org slash 4. Who will speak for those who are staggering to the slaughter? Seems like right now would be a good time to encourage you to support Preborn Ministries. They're in it. It's a little complex out there with the internet and ordering pills. They're in the game. They're working hard to save babies and save mommies and daddies with the gospel. So if you are energized about life, that's something you can do. You can support Preborn. They provide free ultrasounds despite the accusations of all pro-life clinics. They are holistic. They do care about the mommy too. And they care for the family and they provide training. And it is literally a way that if you have the means, you can be saving a life. Amazing ministry. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. 
Okay, so imagine that you're inside of a maze and every corner that you take, there's another wall, there's another obstacle, and you finally get to the point of frustration where you think you're never going to get out. But then imagine a different scenario. You're still inside that maze, but every corner you take is a guide who has a flashlight and is saying, nope, that's the right way to go. And in that scenario, we welcome you to Transform with Dr. Greg Gifford. And whether you've listened or not, you'll realize really quickly it's not your everyday radio show. Transform with Dr. Greg Gifford takes issues that many, if not all of us, struggle with. And it matches them up to hope and healing through the pages of the Bible. It is genuinely an entirely new perspective. New episodes drop every Saturday morning in your favorite podcast spot or at transformed.org slash podcast transformed with dr greg gifford attributes of god the bible tells us of god's faithfulness since god is truth he has no desire to break his promises since he is omnipotent nothing can cause him to break promises Since His promises are based on His eternal plan, God will always keep them. Scripture called God a rock, a fortress, and a bulwark, never failing because He is faithful. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday. It is a baker here at Georgia Tech. I'm going to... uh Get myself a salt lick here in a few minutes. I'm telling you. Ha, ha, hot. And there's a guy with brown socks and tennis shoes. You got to talk to a guy like that. Excuse me, sir. While you're walking to wherever, may I touch you on the radio for a moment? Sure. You okay with that? What are you okay. studying here at Georgia Tech? I'm doing a PhD. <laughs> electrical engineering. You're very smart. I don't know about that. I mean. What's your PhD? What I mean, what's your, are your do you have to write a big paper at the end of it to get your PhD? Yeah. Do you know what it's going to be on? Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm doing image processing, so uh, I have to recognize some patterns in images using some mathematical algorithms. Now, I just heard something about a camera and the human eye. Maybe you'll know if this is right or wrong. But a camera lens, it, it goes in and out to focus, correct? Yeah. The human eye, though, is convex. Yeah. And it can, I can turn my eye and just, it's instantly in focus all over the place. Yeah. And that the eye is the most intricately designed camera lens ever. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, because it's a result of, according to biologists, uh, billions of years of evolution or whatever. Really? I don't know. So that happened by chance? I don't really believe that it happened by chance. There must be some some idea of the eye before it came into existence. Somebody had to design it. At least there should be some inbuilt idea inside that system. Something. Some yeah, intelligence. Some yeah. I, I agree completely. Do you think it's God? Yeah, I think so. Right. Who do you think God is? God is a person... I mean, who do you think it is? Are you a Christian, a Buddhist, a Hindu, a Muslim? I'm a Hindu. So who is who is your God? My God. My God is Krishna. And who is Krishna? Tell me something about Krishna. Give me, give me two things that I'd like to learn about Krishna. No more specifically. Two things that Krishna has done for me. He had spoken the Bhagavad Gita, which is actually a message on how to live your life in accordance with God's desire. Okay, so he's written a book. Yeah, I mean, he has spoken about it. And then he has practiced practically through the example of his devotees, uh, expressed the method in how, how to achieve him. How to achieve what? How to achieve love of God. Okay. Why should I love Krishna? I mean, when you search for, for attributes of God, he is complete in renunciation. He is all-powerful. Renunciation, does that mean getting rid of your desires? No, I'm uh, renunciation is. I'm saying that he is 
complete or perfect he's the source of everything so he will contain everything even contradictory things like uh, nicholas of cusa has said god should contains even polar polar opposite and harmonize it because he is above good and bad you know okay. he's transcendental to material conception okay let me i want to i want to swap something yeah. with you right now all right yeah. i'm a christian okay i believe i have been inspired by the examples of christian people and i read them yeah like especially obviously jesus is there but even afterwards is the one person who inspired me a lot is saint francis of assisi yeah. so well let me here's you know jesus claimed to be god right yeah i i uh, yeah i mean there are different interpretations of the bible but, but, but i i agree that like uh, he is a empowered son of god okay so okay but i believe he's god so he be yeah. if you will if you will yeah. your you say krishna is god i say jesus is yeah. god here's what jesus has done for me okay he died to take the punishment that i deserve from god for my sins yeah. so that i can go to heaven because i'm forgiven because of what jesus did yes yeah, so, that's what jesus has done for me so similarly if you surrender to krishna he promises that he'll take care of all your sins and how does he do that who who paid for our sins you just you you basically he takes care of the sins because he is god so he it's not you you don't how does how does justice play into this though if he just does he just kind of tension between justice and mercy so justice comes into play as you sow you shall reap but once you take a step towards god he can overrule the justice to show his mercy that is his special characteristic i would argue with you yeah that that isn't justice that that is turning a blind eye to justice and no. it's actually not loving because he doesn't uphold justice and it's not loving to the other people that he doesn't let go if he just dismisses somebody's court case he has not been just and in christianity that's what makes it to me make a lot of sense is that jesus satisfied my legal debt by dying for me so that god could forgive not just cuz he wants to but because he wants to and he can because of what jesus did for me yeah. would you agree that there should be some justice that there should be a legal day of reckoning for every human being i agree that there is justice and this all where we live in is exactly based on justice whatever you do you will reap according to what you do and mostly uh okay. everything which most people do nobody has a perfect life i don't believe that uh, it's almost impossible for anybody to just be completely perfect so you obviously there I, will I be agree. some negative i uh, agree repercussions for for, for instance let me let me ask you yeah. have you ever told could we stand under this tree for just okay. a minute okay have you ever told lies in your life sure okay have you ever uh, stolen anything stolen anything not necessarily from a store from a brother or sister yeah, downloading music yeah okay have you ever um had sexual desires or sure. lustful thoughts yeah okay so you've broken those rules yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so. and if god is just He'll he should punish, punish you surely right so i'm ready to take the punishment but i just but here's but here's the good news yeah jesus took the punishment for you I mean yeah but uh, I mean that's what I'm saying that there are many paths where no no that's not what I'm saying though. this what? is a unique path yeah there Jesus is a unique said I'm the only path I'm the only way I took the punishment on your behalf so you don't have to be punished cuz I'm a just God and I will punish the wrongdoer but I'm good and I'm kind and I'm merciful so God satisfied justice by sending his son who is God Jesus Christ to take the punishment you deserve to keep all the laws he's you broke He's one with according to me he's one with God but he's not he there is uh, there is a unity and diversity like he was simultaneously one and different from God well, that's what I, I think I'm, I'm not sure we're too far away three distinct uh, persons yet yeah, one yeah so it's uh, okay. some kind of fires and yeah i mean but he rejects every other god besides himself he says every other god is an idol and if that's true that would mean krishna is an idol yeah i mean but he doesn't describe god himself oh, so he is god himself yeah but the father 
you don't it have says the he and the father are one yeah but still there is a father but you don't know the description of the father and i sure, believe he's that just justice I and righteousness he's the sacrificer he's the sacrificer for us but who he's sacrificing for the complete the person who accepts all our sacrifices has to be somebody who can absorb everything you give you know we we are actually souls meant to give and serve and there is somebody who is meant to receive the service but here's our problem yeah. we haven't done what we've been told to do Certainly, we've broken the, we've broken the laws and the only way that God can forgive is if there's a payment and Jesus is the perfect payment because he was the perfect God man and friend I'll just leave you with this thought yeah if that's true it means if it's true that your God is an idol but the good news is you can have all of your sins forgiven I not based on God, what you've done but I, based I on what Jesus has done the god is if you worship the representation like a cross or idol it doesn't mean that he's that he's transcendent to transcendent to that but he has a power in worshiping exact, jesus is a power to even if you express some words about god which are imperfect because you are speaking out of your mind you are complete you are doing com- committing some kind of idolatry mm-hmm. because we are not perfect tell, in vision to okay. see him till the point we are perfect we have some representations in a book in a in a cross but we are not we don't have a transcendental vision to see god sure, we got the bible yeah but so we, we can understand who he is and what he demands but we don't we are not pure enough right now to access sure him directly sure we I are mean, oh, we all oh, because jesus made a way for us to have access to him directly yeah but i don't see that in the christian people right i now. agree with you there's a I'm, lot of hypocrites I'm i agree in, sir I mean, do you have a bible Ah, uh, yeah, I have a Bible. Open it up and read the Gospel of John. Would you please do that? Yeah, sure. that's the one where Jesus really talks a lot about being God. Yeah, but I'm Gospel saying that John. most of the people in the church, I they agree. don't really speak about. I anything. agree, but that's why don't trust me. Don't yeah. trust people yeah, in the I church. Don't, yeah, I don't. Trust the Bible. Read the Gospel of John. Yeah. Fair enough, friend. Yeah, sure. You're a gentleman. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank Goodbye. You. Wrong gentleman, but he's a gentleman nonetheless. Sweaty, <laughs> sopping wet, but grateful that I get to come out here and share with people that there is one way, one truth, one life. Please, please, go get sweaty and do it yourself. Please, please, you're commanded, and it's such a joy. Until tomorrow, and you lose a little weight, go serve your king.